0: Good morning, everyone. Morning. 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 It feels like a while since I've been up here. Um, So I'm doing the the fourth Advent Advent message, um, and I like it when I'm part of a series that Simon does as well, because I can take cues from Simon um, in regards to his sermons and and where I should go. And if there's one word I can use to describe Simon's Advent sermon so far, it's short. So (laughs) Get ready? No, I'm joking. I'm going to go on forever. Um, The main passage we're looking at is Matthew 1, verse 18 onwards. So if you'd like to get that, please. Matthew 1, verse 18 onwards. And we're looking at the the nativity, the story in Matthew of how Jesus came to be born. Matthew 1, 18. And it starts with... Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. I'm going to stop there. In which way? The the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. And the nativity, the the story of Christmas, is answering that question, in what way? We all know that Jesus was born. If you were a first century Christian or a first century Jew who follows Jesus, you'd have known that at some point he was born. But the question was, how? How? In what way was he born? And that's what Christmas is all about. Throughout scripture, I'm sure you'll remember, there are many different birth narratives for different key people in the Bible. And often the way someone is born or the story of their parents sets the narrative in scripture. Can you think of any? Any birth stories in the Bible? Samson, brilliant. Any of us? You can shout out. Moses, Yeah. John the Baptist, brilliant. Those are the ones I've got written down. I'm glad no one said like, one I didn't know and I'd have to like, check it or something. Um, but yeah, Moses, hidden in a basket, born Jewish but raised in Pharaoh's household. That really sets the scene for Moses' life. He fled from a palace, returned to Egypt eventually to bring the people into safety and freedom. Isaac as well. His birth story did not simply start with him. Jacob and Esau as well. The competing twins who even raced out the womb. Samuel, the prophet, born of his mother Hannah, who was unable to have children, and she promised to God in her prayer, she said, God, if I'm able to conceive, this child will serve you in your house. And is that not Samuel's life? And again, John the Baptist as well, born to two elderly parents, Elizabeth and Zechariah. His father, silenced by the angel of God for his disbelief, and the child then to speak God's words to the people interesting and we see this in popular culture too um in, any marvel fans here matthew and Kay have gone out they always go to watch for marvel movies and they're like oh do you want to come and i'm like no they've stopped asking now but any marvel fans marvel dc yes some people love that stuff um from my understanding of like the two films i've watched there's often like a backstory right a backstory why is the villain or the hero the way that they are and it's true of celebrities too. I've got one photo to show you. Is it ready, Jocelyn? Wonderful. Does anyone recognize this young man? No? Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. It's Kellyanne Mbappe, who's going to score a hat trick tonight, agreed? Oh. No. <laughs> okay, so this is a wonderful photo of. A brilliant footballer, Mbappe, that keeps popping up on social media and, you know, in in football news. And it's an image of him kind of surrounded, this is his origin story, as it were, surrounded by pictures of Cristiano Ronaldo, a player who he is currently more than outperforming. And we confess, we've recently, does anyone um, watch any of that Harry and Meghan stuff on Netflix? No, no, that was... (laughs) you don't want Natalie was insistent and we watched about 25 minutes of it um it's interesting it's interesting because the the, i'm going to say prince harry harry has um he's kind of crying it is if anyone was in my position they might do the same if anyone had my story and the story is of course that he's concerned about is his birth story the story of his mother the story of his upbringing and so this idea of like how was someone born or what is the early life, how does that guide someone, it, it is it's throughout popular, um, popular culture, throughout society, and throughout scripture. So I'm going to continue reading Matthew 1, 18. We didn't get very far. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, when his mother Mary had been betrothed Jesus. Natalie and I have a tradition because as many of you might know we tend to go down um, to her mother's around Christmas time so we always have like a Christmas day to ourselves usually like the Saturday before so we had our Christmas yesterday and we often read this passage and we read it in the King James Version and it's it's wild uh, <laughs> it's very interesting the words used but there's a few things um, as we are reading that I want to draw from this. Number one It says, Mary was with child from the Holy Spirit. With child from the Holy Spirit. And if you know the Bible, you'll know that there are plenty of stories of miraculous children being born. Can we name any? Children from parents who aren't able to conceive. Elizabeth, Sarah, Rachel, Rebecca, Samson's mother. She's not given a name, sadly. And Hannah. So there's many stories of miraculous children being born in the Bible. However, we only read once that there is a woman who is with child from the Holy Spirit where the father is not earthly. And so the Bible makes this very clear that Jesus' birth, Jesus being or Mary being of pregnant with child from the Holy Spirit is a one-time one occurrence. And my dad actually, um, bless him, with his lack of biblical awareness, he'd often tell us as kids when we'd listen to the Christmas story, he'd say, Ah, I'm going to put his accent on, which is the same as mine, but he'd say, Ben, when it says virgin, it just means that she was unmarried. It doesn't mean, I won't say anymore, but you know what I'm saying, right? He'd, he'd try to convince us as kids, Ah, na, na, no, nah. Mary being a virgin, it just means that she wasn't married. It doesn't mean that she hadn't. Had a cuddle with Joseph. Now this was my biblical upbringing. Okay, the scripture makes it very, very clear what is meant by Mary being with child of the Holy Spirit. Now I know this is there's still some young people in here. Sorry, Um, but there's a reason why this is important. There's a reason why this is being told by Matthew that Mary and and Joseph, they were not co-parents in this situation. Mary had a child, and it was from the Holy Spirit. But why is this important? Well, the identity of who Jesus is, is the cornerstone of Christianity. We differ from all other world religions in this. That Jesus is God. Solely, not, oh yeah, there's many people who have been from God. No, no. Jesus is God in human flesh. To Judaism, a cult. To Islam, an error. And to Jehovah's Witnesses, a misunderstanding and mistranslation. But Christmas is the time where we strongly differ. Should be preaching about unity, shouldn't I? Here. Where we are different from other world religions because we say that Jesus Christ was born of God, 100% God, 100% man. So, Justin, you feel free to take that picture of Mbappé off now. Um, any Argentinian supporters will be getting like angry right now. So, Jesus Christ was a man. But not just a man, yet fully a man. Any questions, ask Simon on that way. Jesus was like us in every single way, and yet he was from God. There's an archaic word that often gets thrown about at Christmas, begotten. We sing it begotten. We have forgotten about begotten. It means not created, not made like an object, but brought forth from oneself of the very same nature as the Father. Begotten, not created. And this is the single most shocking and saving thing about who Jesus Christ is. God came to earth and made his dwelling among us, as Simon was mentioning earlier. One of my favorite verses in scripture is John 1.14. It says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us, And the word there dwelt is tabernacled, is pitched his tent, moved in and made his home with humanity. The reason why I speak about what my dad said is my dad tried to diminish the biblical truth that Jesus, or Mary, was with child from the Holy Spirit. Second thing I want to highlight in this passage. The angel says, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins and again there's many people given names in scripture my name benjamin my parents i don't know if they were aware they gave me a beautifully biblical name benjamin anyone else with a biblical name here put your hand up if you have got a biblical name nice a few of us so for example abram meant father and god renamed him before he was able to have children, renamed him Abraham, father of many. Jacob. I often tell kids at school who are called Jacob, do you know what your name means? It means cheat, <laughs> trickster. And that was true for him as well. However, God renamed him Israel, um, for he wrestled with God. Noah, lovely name, means rest. What a wonderful name, as Noah became a vessel for peace restored on earth, though not for long. Now, Jesus' name, something that many of us, at least I wasn't aware for quite a while in my faith walk, that Jesus is the same name as Joshua. Jesus is the same name as Joshua, and it means to save. And if we think back of the story of Joshua, Joshua was sent to save Israel. Joshua was born and raised to save Israel from the enemy surrounding them, from the tribes, from the nations, and from the evil around them. And afterwards, we see loads of stories, particularly in Judges, of people who are brought up and they are there to save Israel. But note that Jesus is slightly different. He's not there simply to save Israel, but to save people from their sins. And in one sense, Joshua, he was there to save people from the consequences of sin, from the... You know, the the judgment of God around them. But Jesus is different in that this Joshua, this Jesus, was not to save us from consequences or, or punishment, but to save and redeem us from the power of sin itself. Jesus was born to defeat the enemy that no one else could. Again, another reason why Jesus, though similar to the stories we read in Scripture, is different at the same time. And we hear it a lot, you know, Jesus was born or Jesus died to save us from our sins. And the way that I like to explain this is that the Bible speaks of Jesus saving us from sin in three tenses. In the past and in the present and in the future. And I know this is something Simon's mentioned before. The Bible tells us that Jesus has saved, past tense, us from our sin. And that's what we call salvation. Jesus forgives our sins that we have done. We also read that Jesus is saving us. In the present tense. And that's our sanctification. The removal of the evil self. And the removal of the corruption of our flesh. Fleshly nature. Not our physical flesh. And in the future tense we read that Jesus will save us. That Jesus before the judgment of God will justify us. So that's point number two. There's only three points. Point one. Mary was with child of the Holy Spirit. Point number two. You shall call his name Jesus for he shall save people from their sins. The third thing that popped out to me when I was reading this is the angel quote says, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, this is a direct quote from Isaiah 7:14, And Isaiah says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, Jesus And as we look at him in the Nativity story, he fulfilled many prophecies in his life regarding his birth, regarding his living and regarding his death. And many of these prophecies will have had a twofold occurrence. So this one in Isaiah, it had an immediate um, reference when Isaiah was speaking regarding the king of Ahaz. There'll be a virgin, she'll have a child. Um, And then there's a secondary fulfillment of these prophecies. So, Jesus is foreshadowed in Scripture. I think that's what I'm trying to get at, is that the the secondary fulfillment of a prophecy is where Jesus completes Scripture. And we kind of touched on this earlier when I said that Joshua was a type or an image of Jesus, that he came to save his people. Um, But none of these were quite like Jesus. Jesus' birth and death were foretold through the testimony of uh, the law, The prophets and the poetry of scripture. And I've just got a list here that I'm going to go through of things that were predicted about Jesus' life. One, that the Messiah would be born of a woman. Two, that he'd be born in Bethlehem. That she would be a virgin. That he'd be from the line of Abraham. That he'd be a descendant of Isaac and Jacob. That he would come from the tribe of Judah. That he would be an heir to King David's throne. He would be anointed and eternal. He shall be called Emmanuel. He would spend a season in Egypt. A massacre of children would happen at his birthplace. A messenger, John the Baptist, would prepare the way. He'd be rejected by his own people. He would be a prophet like Elijah. He would be declared the son of God. He would be called a Nazarene. He would bring light to Galilee. He would speak in parables. There's many more, I'll stop there. But there are many, many scriptures that predict and prophesy jesus is coming emmanuel is another name given to jesus what does it mean glad you're still awake god with us and the whole story the whole narrative of scripture is about the journey from god being with us to a separation and then god bringing us back to him and this is a narrative of almost every great story that you might read. Yesterday, Natalie and I, we went to Coventry Cathedral um, to do a very grown-up thing and watch um, Shaun the Sheep uh, <laughs> and the snowman. It was very nice. And the whole story of the Shaun the Sheep one, Natalie's laughing a lot. She loved it. She cried. Um, is, has anyone watched Shaun the Sheep? It was like a, a baby sheep is really cute, right? The whole story is baby sheep is with mommy sheep baby sheep gets lost by collective effort baby sheep is reunited with mommy sheep it's cute it's cute but this idea that there's a separation that there's a that was a, a perfect place there's an eden there's a separation and then there's the journey to bring back together that is a key narrative that we read today and it's found in christ it's founded in god's story of creation, And we know that God made the world good, but humanity turned away from him and created a chasm between us and God through our disobedience and sin. And we see and we read through scripture the thousands of years of history of God reaching out to mankind and very occasionally humanity reaching back to God. At first we see God with humans in the garden and in the end we see God with humans in a city. Revelation 21, verse 3 reads, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. And this is why Jesus is called Emmanuel. So that's it, effectively. Christmas is Christmas because the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. And that's what we read and that's what we celebrate in this way. And in the way we heard when we were children, I'm sure you heard that story in the nativity when you were kids. It's the story that is still told throughout the whole earth 2,000 years later. It's the same way that was taught and foretold by the prophets. And I believe that there's three things that this scripture can teach us about who Jesus Christ is. One, he was supernatural, born of God and of Mary, like us in human form, but completely unlike us in being God himself. Two, he was called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus saves us from sin. Yes, from the consequence of sin. He saves us from turmoil and trouble in this life at times, but he saves us from the very nature of sin. And three, Jesus' birth was foretold by the prophets, fulfilling God's plan to make us one with him. That we can look forward to that day where there is no boundary and that we are God's people in fullness. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray and pass back to Simon. Father God, we thank you for the story of Jesus' birth. We thank you, Lord, that this was perfect and planned, and part of your story, part of your narrative to make us one with you, Lord. We thank you that the very nature of the Father is revealed to us in the begotten Son. We thank you, Lord, that that you do not leave us, but you are with us, Lord, that you are re- reuniting us with yourself and removing our sin. Join this Christmas, Lord, with all the festivities May we remember that the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. And Lord, where it doesn't show you, may we forget it. In our receiving of presents, may we say thank you, Lord. The birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, that the Magi brought you gifts. Help us to be like you, Lord, and to learn from you in all these activities and all these celebrations. Amen.